0: Did you guys hear that Discord is getting purchased by Microsoft?
1: I did hear that. Yeah.
0: Did that happen yet? Is it, is it a done deal?
1: Uh, I think it's done insofar as like the ink is dry on all the paperwork, but I don't think it's actually changed mm-hmm. hands at this point. Like no changes. Um, the one that gets me is Anchor was apparently bought by Spotify recently.
0: Yeah.
1: Like that one. They are in fact. Pushing a couple of things down the pike, like every time I log on, it's like, "Hey, do you want to make a blog out of your podcast?" And then I log on to WordPress, right. and it's like, "Hey, do you want to make a podcast out of your blog?" And I'm like, "Shut up, I
0: already did." <laughs> yeah, they're catching up with you. Yeah,
1: they're, really. I was. A they're
0: curter. chasing you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I have noticed that their their little uh, anchor symbol is like curvier. You know, it's a little it's a little more stylish now. Uh, but I'm so behind on blogging and even just posting the last podcast from last week. I haven't done that yet. I've, I'm sorry. Just...
2: Um, stupid, what is Anchor?
0: Anchor is the the podcast uh, hosting platform that I, I think it's, like, probably the most... I don't know like low bar to entry of any that i've seen it's
1: very accessible you literally just like load your mp3 or whatever onto there you can rearrange it they've got like automated options for for uh, monetization and stuff and all you have to do is upload it and they upload it to spotify to apple to like I think there's like a half dozen different platforms that they that they used to yeah. upload to, but I imagine that Spotify is going to get a little bit more possessive in the future.
2: So these this for more like people who make the podcast to get it out there, not for people like looking for podcasts to watch.
1: Um, you can use Anchor to find podcasts, but because Anchor uploads to all those other platforms, you're probably better off just going with Spotify or something like that. Um, like it is, gotcha. I suspect more yeah. useful for the creator, for the uh, you know podcaster than the person looking for something new to listen to or watch.
2: So it does like video and just audio, just either orable.
1: Or just audio. Um, but they have a pretty pretty decent set of tools for like you can add your website, or you can you know include links or your email address or stuff like that. So. At this point, you know, all of my all of my lectures are on Anchor, which means that they're on Spotify, which means that they're on Apple, etc. Um, but all you have to do is just like look around even a little bit, and it'll link you to my website, which will link you to everything else, including my YouTube and stuff. Yeah.
2: Nice. I've been yeah. reading some of that. Um the the brothers. Mm. I cannot pronounce it. Brothers That's on what phones. I was doing right. So That's why we say brother's like, K. yeah. <laughs> <So> <laughs> yeah good. good, good. What do you I think? Like so far. Yeah. It, um, it, they're really long sentences, which is sometimes how I feel like my sentences come out, like a little too long. or <laughs> <laughs> like a lot of commas. And then they start some sentences with but, which is something I would do as well. So, I like it mm-hmm. so far. But I just got the description of like the third brother. I'm like in the middle of that. Okay.
1: Cool.
2: So, not too far in. But I, I do Maybe. like it a lot, um, just because it's not like a bunch of short sentences. But you sometimes they do get a little long, though. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what was the beginning of that sentence?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jeez, just wait till they start arguing about church and state at the monastery. Yep.
2: Then, it's then- like, if you don't pay attention, you don't like the characters kind of get confused. Love oh yeah. For me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the church and state. Um, yeah, okay, so it's like, politics and it's like, a lot of conversation back and forth? Yep. Oh, it's yeah,
1: philosophy, theology, just, oh, man, yeah. A lot of the characters will express themselves by, you know, expounding on their ideas for quite a while.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't know, I mean, uh, it's not something I've ever experienced, you know, arguing at a monastery, but I feel like it It comes across pretty realistic, actually. Like something that could have
1: happened. It's certainly. Name of the Rose does the exact same
2: thing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, Gosh.
2: Um, It's definitely not like a quick read, but I do like it. So I'm hoping there's going to be like Legend of Dritz was like a bunch of quick sentences, but you got a lot of action in it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then like uh, Dragon Riders of Pern, there's a lot more story. Yeah. Codex of Valera there was a lot more conversation and like politics and that was like the most I got into like, I think the most I've been into something that's like a lot of conversation back and forth with different people versus action. So I'm interested okay. to see how it plays out.
0: Oh, thank you. Yeah, well, let's let's jump into the near discussion before we go out to okay. other, other topics. Um, i don't know how much how much did you get a chance to play ben of this second round
1: yeah i just literally like minutes ago finished the prologue um with um 9s um, oh, okay so i'm not far not at all but uh, at the very least i think like that opening section is one of the most important parts now that we're playing in a second time like a lot of the other bits are, are re- kind of redundant are a whole lot of new information but we do get a lot of new information and a very new perspective as well as the new mechanic of being able to like hack everything and um, yeah right. so yeah this this is a very important section and probably you know something worth discussing at least a little bit
0: especially I mean the opening. <laughs> yeah I kind of forgot about that honestly uh, where 9s is observing We don't know that at first, right? He, um, he's watching the little robot bringing oil to its friend or brother. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, but the way that it's, it comes right on the heels of seeing 9S become part of the robot's network, right? The machine network. So you're controlling the little robot when that starts out. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know. Steve discovered some fun stuff that you can do as the little robot uh, when you're like tripping over yep. the pipes that are in your way. Right? It spills the oil everywhere, and it's just like the saddest thing. Yeah. Um, it's pretty gut roaching Yeah, you can you can jump, oh. but then again, it'll spill. <laughs> right. um, so it's like everything dynamic fast-paced powerful graceful about the game is is completely inverted there right and you're just limited to this little tiny miniature quest uh i I don't know what what did you think about that choice to start the game that way
1: um i've always been struck by that section. Like, you know, for all the time that it's been since I played the game, that was one of the scenes that really stuck with me. Um, like, long after I, I had beaten it. I, I still remembered, you know, the fake out there. The, the fact that, you know, you've been playing with 2B all this time, you get to the ending, um, you know, 9S has been integrated in the machines, and then suddenly you're playing machine, and it's just this incredible fake out. Um, you know you think you're playing the sequel or maybe you're playing from the machines perspective and then it turns out to be 9s um but also just again it's so heart-wrenching like at this point we've come to sort of see the machines and 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 like uh behave empathetically towards them to see them as you know people in their own right and you know, here we are in this this sort of slow paced, sad little vignette where you're like picking up the oil and carrying it around and tripping over things. And, you know, you're just trying to save your poor brother, and it's very obvious that there's no saving it. Oil is not the solution here. Like uh, that ship has sailed. Um, and at the same time, as you're sitting there, like this is hopeless. This is awful. When you do, in fact, complete it, 9S says that. Like he's like, it doesn't matter you know, how much oil you pour over him, he'll never be your brother. And there's something so heartless, like after you've played as the machine, after you've, you know, tripped once or twice carrying the, the oil and, you know, just desperately tried to, to do this futile act. And there's Nine ass holier than thou, above it all, you know, not even fully paying attention. Just doing whatever he's doing, willing to pass judgment on everything that's happened. Um, It's very strange, very uncomfortable, um, especially since we're going to be occupying 9S for for a while after
0: this. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And the idea that he, what, um, is your point of view for this, right, Uh, is there's a lot of discomfort with that, like you said. You know, this makes you in the position of judging, of um, you know, feeling like the machines are uh, well, based on what we've seen, right? We've seen much more of a development there, um, feeling like they are uh, important uh, and worthy of our attention. And then to have him be so dismissive there, so it's very complicated. Um, you mentioned the hacking that uh, you kind of get introduced to in his in his mission here. Um, but then I don't remember when the first one appears. But there's also like these puppet show scenes that pop up. Uh, is there any of that in this first mission, or is that only once you start going into the desert? Yeah, that's, those start...
1: that's afterward that you start seeing That's why okay. so I, I haven't any of them yet, but I remember them vividly, like the, the uh, pods talking to each other.
0: <laughs> yeah, things like that. Um, but those are narrated in what sounds like 9S's voice. The most, I don't know, the only thing that's like clear and comprehensible about them at first, because uh, they don't have any obvious connection to what's going on, at least not yet. Um, so yeah, this this positioning of 9S as our perspective is on the one hand really distant and standing in judgment over the machines. Um, But on the other hand, like very sympathetic to them, like telling their sort of mythic story or something, uh, whatever's going on in those little, um, they they look like paper cutouts. And there's like a kind of firelight or candlelight um, or like an old film strip. You know, it's like uh, blinking in and out but with light and shadow. It's very strange. Um, But yeah yeah he some, he says something like, yeah he'll never be your brother right and and that's got tons of kind of weight to it, given not just the kind of relationship he and to be have uh but also of course like the Adam and Eve thing going on um, and even, which was like last thing we saw yeah. in the other games
1: and, and even in the context of of the little you know robot running around like when when you are trying to bring the oil to to your brother the assumption is you know that, that you're going to to resurrect him to bring him back to life to to you know save him and 9s doesn't even remark on that action like that's not even what he's thinking of he's going even he's cutting even deeper you know you wouldn't the, the machine is saying, you know, brother, brother, you know, you jump to that conclusion. We've seen brother and sister relationships before. You've helped the mother find her child bot or, you know, mm-hmm. the two sisters rejoin each other. Like the relationships between machines are something assumed at this point. And 9S snaps you back to that position before all of that, you know, you, we, we get that same line that we heard the first time through where, you know, it's all random data. Nothing machines do means anything. Um, yeah. It is all absurdity. It is all arbitrariness. Um, and yet, you know, there you are trying desperately to bring your brother back to life. And he's like, forget bringing it back to life. It's never going to be your brother. Um, right. Relationship is an, is an imagination, never mind the pathos, never mind the, the loss, um, which is just awful. Like, can you imagine going to a funeral for a loved one and somebody saying, you know, they weren't related to you? Or, you know, it's just like, it's so unspeakably insensitive. Uh, right. Because, you know, of course you had that relationship. You wouldn't be in this situation. You wouldn't suffer as you do if it wasn't for the fact that you have that relationship. How dare you tell me that I feel something I shouldn't? Um,
0: Exactly, exactly. That the feeling is not real or that it doesn't mean anything one way or the other, right? Uh, Yeah, and I feel like the gameplay kind of, I don't know, drives that home. Like... You as the player, you like sort of assume, right, that you'll be fine like walking right over those those little obstacles in your path. Right. And so you also like are blind to the nuance or complexity of the the robot life, you know, way of life like in this very small way. And it's kind of funny, but also, yeah, there there's something I don't know, that that catches you about that, maybe. Um Catches you sort of napping on it, um, and then the the hacking sequences um, they start out pretty simple, right? And it's not it's not strictly the first time we've seen this, right? Because it, it at least happened once against the Songstress, uh, where you have to you know become the little uh, little ship and you know shoot little blocks and orbs and things um but i noticed this time that the music changes in there too It becomes like arcade style music which i really liked um but yeah uh this was kind of your big gripe about this steve the not just the repetitiveness of like doing everything over again for the most part but but specifically like relying too much on the hacking mechanic Maybe not
3: uh, enough to do with that. Yeah. Um, it, I, I find it gets pretty tedious um, after a while uh, because there are like a limited number of different variations of those that you play. Some of them you don't even have to move. You can just shoot straight. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, 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 it does get very tedious, but I guess, I guess now that I'm thinking about it a little bit more, I don't know if it would be Just as tedious if you had the same exact fighting style as um, 2B. Um, And I guess this does does make it easier to beat bosses more quickly. And it makes it maybe a little bit more different. But yeah, I mean, I I guess my my biggest gripe is that some of those hacking levels are just so basic and boring. And it just takes so much time because you have the like whoosh in and then you have to complete it. And then you have the whoosh out. Uh, and it just ends up taking up way too much time, in my opinion. And it does break yeah. the flow
1: of combat. You know, you're in a fight, you're you're trying to focus on your enemy, and then you know you're cutting in and out like that. Yeah, it's it's frustrating in that way,
3: um, for sure. Yeah, and it, it even like stops the dialogue. Mm-hmm. So yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Kind of like what you said, it just like pauses everything else. Um, and yeah, the first time I played it, it was it was good. But now that like this is my I've just played it way too much. I think at this point, probably the game <laughs> in general. Um, so anyway,
1: burnt out. Well, might need some hiatus there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, time for a spring break then. I mean, uh, if if the hacking is um, a little bit tedious, like you. I mean, it's, is it possible to do things without it most of the time, right? It's it's kind of an optional thing. Is there is there many points in it where you have to do the hacking? Or is it just like once in a while?
1: As I recall, I yeah, there are quite a few of the bosses that you have to, to hack in one way or another. Yeah. Uh, like the... the the whole first prologue area starts out with what is functionally a, a hacking tutorial, where you have to like go to four different locations, and it forces right. you to hack all four of them. Um, and they get like more difficult as you go along. Um, and I think something similar happens, like again, when you, once we reach the songstress again, I'm pretty sure hacking features strongly in that fight. Um, 9s that is kind of his thing like that's what you find yourself doing a lot more because um, 2b could do it on command like you could only do it in specific situations but 9s in almost all of the, the even random encounters hacking is an option if you want to go that way um okay. which i think is actually kind of telling about his character like that's sort of the emphasis here 9s fights by choice he does have another option um, and you know there's a certain amount of power that that implies too. like to be all she does is fight That that's her way of solving problems but but 9s can always take control of somebody else the reason that he doesn't maybe it's because like us it's just too tedious for him Maybe it's easier to destroy the machines than try and convert them or or do whatever it is he's doing with the hacking. Um, yeah. It's, you know, it, it gives me pause to think that, you know, we, we've gone for this whole game with 2B and didn't even know this mechanic was there, and now all of a sudden it's it's everywhere. Um, yeah, yeah. What was 9S doing, you know, back when? <laughs> we're just fighting our way through through enemy encounters.
0: Now this is a question Corey asked as we were doing the playthrough the other night. Like, is this happening in the playthrough we just did? Like is this simultaneous to the action we saw before? Or is this a like eternal recurrence kind of thing? Like everything is starting over now and we're doing it all again. Um, how do you how do you parse the, like, the, the, the timeline here. Um, because, yeah, clearly things are changing in sort of subtle ways this time around, right? Well, depending on how you play, right, you're probably doing a lot more hacking than, than we saw 9S do in the previous run. Uh, or maybe this is a question that the game does answer at some point, but, yeah. It's... I'm curious about it.
1: It's definitely brought up at um, at least one point. Like, it's kind of hard to see it to to come up with an answer at this stage. Now that it's you know we're, we're on round two, uh, but I also kind of think of you know all those crazy endings that we've been running into uh, that Steve's been keeping track of. I actually ran into one today, like in the last hour. You. Yeah, I ran into G, um, hungry for knowledge. Uh, yes. Didn't, I, I didn't go the right way. Um, I didn't even know I was going the wrong way. But I was like... <laughs>
3: walking yeah. down was it?
1: Going into the, into the factory and 9S is like... And 9S, his curiosity for the machines was insatiable, so he just laughed.
3: Alright, well, thanks for spoiling my ending. Sorry. That's okay. Better, but, well, right. that, for you, for that part, with, I did that, I guess, the first time I played through. And it was such a bummer having to go back to that like little robot part and do that again. That that is so tedious, and you're like, so oh great. man, yeah. it's like, and they don't really give you they don't give you like a sufficient warning, right? Yeah. Like it's it's easy to just kind of like accidentally do it, um, yeah. which I think yeah. makes it even more frustrating. I, I feel like it's like, <laughs> oh okay, I didn't see the t- the mech suit right down there, so yeah. yeah, I think I did the exact same thing you did. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there, there, I there, think I think
2: you part up, that
1: part. maybe you should use your flight suit, but it's like what flight suit? Where is it? I'm I'm going to the flight suit. See, this is the trick. No, never mind.
2: Uh, <laughs> you're not are not that far off the path.
1: No,
0: exactly.
2: not. It's almost like they want you to learn a lesson. Yeah,
1: I think that's what it comes down to. Like yeah. and I, I think that and a few of the other ones that we've run into that are pretty pretty accidental or or you know fairly innocuous um, it seems kind of unfair and possibly intentional that they're they're right there ready for you to bump into them uh, but this one got marked like when i when yeah. i reloaded my file it said endings a and g so apparently apparently this one counted um, and and will you know, it's a black mark on my permanent record for your automata. Um, I tried to bail, uh, with 9S, um, for better or worse. Because I think I did the, the one earlier where, um, like you run away instead of uh, instead of going to you know, fight the Goliath, you, you take off and disappear and get like a, an ending there. Um, And that one I don't think stuck, like no black mark on my permanent record for that one, but, but this one did. G counts. Uh, So it's just interesting, but, but all of these endings lead me to think that it's probably closer to eternal recurrence than simultaneous or concurrent. Um, This isn't just, you know, 9S's perspective on the same story that 2B told us earlier. This is happening over and over again because there are alternatives. Um, uh-huh. because, you know, there was that one time that 9S bailed, or there was that one time that they didn't go fight the Goliath, or that was there was that one time that they ate the mackerel and died. Like <laughs> you know, just all of those weird random out there endings seem to suggest that, you know, these are all happening. Not simultaneously, because they're they, they frequently mutually exclusive, um, right. but having, happening successively. Uh, in which case, you know, we are back at the beginning again. We, we did all of of 2B, and we did all of 9S, and, you know, we're, we're, we're just going through the motions over and over again, which fits the theme, you know? All exactly. of this fighting senselessly for centuries, we, we don't know how much time has transpired. We, we can't trust the operators to steer us correctly. Maybe they are just playing these games with us, letting us make these mistakes over and over again, um, encouraging us to destroy ourselves and these pointless battles over and over and over again. Um, and in which case, that almost better explains where Adam and Eve are coming from in the first place they were there before they they aren't born in the desert they are remade in the desert they too are are living this eternal recurrence this succession of cyclical lives um so i don't know like it it, it's not a hundred percent clear at this point but i'm leaning in that direction um information
0: we have it may yeah i mean it makes me think of adam in his in his uh copied city Right, like the same process, but on a, a much more, you know, sophisticated palette and, and everything like essentially is what's happening in a way. And, and it makes me think of 9S, observing the machines and sort of scoffing, you know, but that's just him being watched by some other sort of unimaginably, you know, highfalutin being of some kind. Uh, i.e the, the game creator, the operator perhaps, uh or commander or or us the player even. Um I think are all sort of candidates for that that superior position uh that we could imagine. Uh, and again like the game is both frustrating and sort of leading you on in all these in these little ways or teasing you. Uh, with all this stuff um, yeah it's 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 quite quite the dance here uh, so the, one of the big changes in this run that you'll notice is like the way the operators interact yes. with uh, you know 9s being the slowly scanner I guess versus like the fawning and sort of like playful operator talk with um, with 2B yeah what's that about?
1: yeah it's it's striking like I remember we spent quite a bit of time talking about you know how organized are the operators really when you know they're talking about the, the like Jupiter love thing or you know you should put flowers in your hair and you know Two just like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like of course we're not gonna do that stuff. Um, yeah. but here you know we have very much the opposite experience where 9s is always, you know, he's always been the more imaginative of the two, the, the more informal, um, especially. And now we find out that his operator is basically acting in the same role as 2B, shutting him down, um, yeah. making sure that he stays professional, refusing to engage in a sort of frivolous debate or, you know, like this emotional conversation. Um, you know, the operator snaps at him the same way that 2b frequently snaps at him, which, you know, there's two possibilities for how to sort of interpret how that, or why this is happening. You know, the first is it's just arbitrary. Like operators are different in the same way that 9s and 2b are different. Uh, But what seems more likely, what seems more insidious is the possibility that this is deliberate um that you know the bunker or some part of the the hierarchy in in place is deliberately pairing 2b with some frivolous operator who isn't really engaged in the mission while also pairing 9s with some hard-nosed serious operator who won't let him budge Um, that 9s is in some way dangerous or a threat or irresponsible um, and as a consequence, the Bunker knows this and is anticipating it and putting obstacles to his sort of freewheelingness, um, yeah <laughs> his, his possible insubordination. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's something that we need to, to keep an eye on as we go along, seeing how the Bunker relates to 9S specifically and what that says about both 9S himself and the Bunker, and how it runs its
0: business. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, well, yeah, as, as he's going along on his merry way, I mean, you probably have sort of figured out more little tricks and things at this point. Um, so it does kind of make sense that, I guess, yeah, a more uh, straightforward operator. To, to curb your whimsical, uh, you know, digressions and things. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's one big difference. I mean, the other thing, like there's all those treasure boxes that are now possible to open because you can hack them. Uh, and there's some, you know, cool weapons and things you can get now. Uh, is it right that you can you can use any of the weapons that you have found up to this point, but now you sort of get additional ones to to play around with?
1: I think so. Um, again, it's a little early for me to be poking around my inventory since it was just the prologue for me, but I'm pretty sure everything that you've unlocked, all the abilities and stuff, they're already plugged in, ready to go.
0: Um, oh yeah, and all your levels that you've gained, yep. right?
1: I leveled up to level thirty in the first. Five minutes of
0: the program, <laughs> and and the enemies uh, similarly, right, are at a, a higher level to kind of match whatever you're at, yep. um, and keep things well, you know, moderately challenging at least, I guess. Um, so something that this made me think about uh, along the same lines of like the the question about the time and sequency. Or whatever um, the game, uh, the idea of like having a another version of the playthrough for for the player to experience. Do you know where that sort of originated? Because for me, I'm thinking of like a game you all haven't played, but Chrono Trigger had a new game plus that was like famously it uh, rewarded replaying the game because you got to see uh, different endings based on when you chose to uh, challenge the final boss on on subsequent playthroughs, um, and you could do like you could make different choices in certain places, um, uh, and I think that Chrono Cross did something similar. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Is there are there other games you can think of that kind of uh, would be in the background here as like a a template for how to go about uh, improving replayability in some way and like integrating it into the storyline
1: um i know the original Nier uh did something okay. very similar uh like the the near automata structure where you, you know playing the game multiple times through actually unlocks more game um is in fact something that near itself did like it, it, it uh, if i'm not mistaken it had four or five endings much the same way as as near automata does with its you know, successive revelation of the plot after you've played it through a couple times. Um, I can also think of, you know, their, yeah, the new game plus mode is very long longstanding. Uh, I'm not sure if Chrono Trigger was the first game to do it or if there were others. Um, I know uh, I was actually just watching a video um, on game length that Super Bunny Hop put out, and he was talking about Resident Evil 2, um, mm-hmm. and how Resident Evil 2, like there were two characters that you could play the campaign through um, and both of the two campaigns have, were very different, like the different encounters that you would have, different sort of areas were accessible to you, and what's more, whether you played the campaign with one character first and then the other, or the other character first and then the third one, you know you would get a different experience so technically you had to play the game four times through and then once you had done that (laughs) you would like unlock all these secondary modes and you know secret characters and like mission vignettes um and he went on to mention that the director of resident evil 2 went on to be one of the primary game developers for shocker platinum games Ah. and so vanquish bayonetta um, a lot of the games that Platinum then went out to make had a very similar structure. Um, so there's a kinship then between the you know, creator of Resident Evil 2 and his interest in multiple campaigns, multiple storylines, as well as Yoko Taro, um, both sort of coming together here. So, you know, even more than I originally thought, Yokotaro's sort of auteur sensibilities being paired with Platinum Games' approach actually fits really neatly in a way I did not anticipate or expect. Um, So yeah, there's definitely a lot of, uh, a lot of examples in gaming history of sort of tinkering with how the chronology of beating the game actually works uh, but I, I would venture to say, you know, where that, that tradition starts, like where where we can point to it as the first moment. Um, you know, Chrono Trigger sounds like a fairly reasonable place, but, you know, to some degree, I'd even argue that, you know, I think of Mega Man and how, yeah. um, you know, it's very open-ended as to how you want to go about beating all those those robot masters and, you know, then getting to the final... Area, like it's a little bit more linear insofar as you know you're, you're starting with six different levels, and the idea is no matter what you what order you complete them in, you're going to go to the same place at the end. Here we have sort of the opposite that you know you start in the same place but could end up in a variety of different locations. Um, yeah, but yeah,
0: I, it's yeah, it's interesting. I mean. I, as we we're talking about this, like, I'm realizing that I don't even know what near means. <laughs> like, that hasn't been explained yet in this game, as far as I know. And I don't know if it's something that's explained in the game of that title, uh, or it's, um, you know, it's re-release that's coming out here shortly. Uh, any any uh,
3: thoughts about that,
0: Steve? Did you figure that out yet?
3: Uh, I don't think it does mean anything. It has um, no meaning. <laughs> I, I do know that the... Uh, so I guess, like, the proper font when you spell it is, like, capital N, lowercase IE, and then a capital R. Um, right. I know that they picked it that way because it looked cool. Um, there was no, like, underlying meaning. It was just like, oh, yeah, that's just a cool way. It just makes the word look cooler that way. Right, yeah. uh, uh, but I don't think that there's, like, any... Other hidden meaning there um and yeah i i was i was looking it up as you guys were talking like draken guard which i guess is like the another earlier predecessor to to Nier, mm-hmm. also had like five endings um mm-hmm. so that's like another game and then i was also thinking you know obviously some of the visual novels that we play um i you I was know about I, the yeah um about the you know replayability and finding different paths although I think that that's probably slightly different than what we're talking about here um
1: I suspect it comes from a, a different sort of tradition uh, like something both earlier but separate like maybe there's some common yeah. beginning point there but it's, it's very much in different tracks you know. is equal yeah.
3: to the one with the dog ending or is that silent hill
1: that's silent hill to
3: um, yeah I was and, thinking uh, that too yeah, that just <laughs> yeah. opens up a whole
1: another can of worms um, oh God but yeah like there's so many so many games with that idea of you know multiple possible endings like the one that I came thinking about for some reason was uh, Oddworld, world uh, the, hmm. the little puzzle game where you save all of the people in the, the horrible industrial facility and if you get like a certain number of them, then you get a better ending than you do if you leave too many of them to die, um, and then of course you only get the really good ending if you get everyone out. Um, yeah. But you know that's that's very typical of so much of of video game history. The idea of the good ending versus the bad. Yes. Ending. Yes. Yes. Um, like that's I don't even know how how far back that goes.
0: Now I uh, I mean I immediately sort of leap to the uh assumption that this game is going to subvert that in some way and like i'm worried that what we got was the good ending you know we should have stopped there if we if we were looking for that um and that all we're going to get from this point on is is things will turn out worse and worse right like uh, w- what we're going to find out is is not going to be pretty uh is sort of the 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 way that i'm sort of thinking about it right now Um,
1: if we we had well enough alone you know to be realizing nine 9s is in the machines and they've been having their little moment that's that's pretty good to end on honestly like if if you're willing to walk away it's a pretty good time for it
0: Um, and it's peaceful right i mean like the war is ostensibly over at that point Um, the the machines have been tamed um, and yeah. and brought to life in a way.
3: Right? Uh, unified. This is, like, the yeah. this is like the hex all over again. Oh, if we'd yeah. just been saying, um, you know, <laughs> all right, yep. I'm the killer. I'll just, just stop us.
0: now. Oh yep. my. Yep, that is also in the background here for sure. Um, and I, I mean, the kind of storytelling that seems to be more prevalent this time around. It is this more like, I don't know, like off kilter, this perspective shifting kind of thing that's happening. It, it, it makes me uneasy as a player or audience or whatever you want to call it. Like I just uh, feel a little weird. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, I don't know what's happening. Um, 2B talks about, or sorry, not 2B, but 9S talks about like, the volcano appearing and uh, and then starts sort of talking as if from the perspective of a child at a certain point in these little like puppet show scenes. Um, I, I don't see like a clear a line of connection between them uh, yet, and I I'm not like super confident that there will be one <laughs> either. So. I don't know. I don't know. what what is going on with this? Like where is that coming from? It it almost seems like the thing that's happening is that we're getting hacked, maybe? Like because the screen does that thing, that like sort of you know, distortion of the screen is is like happening when these scenes pop in. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah, just I guess a lot of a lot of questions remain here. Uh, but yeah, what what else did y'all notice about at least so far in uh, this playthrough up to where we were kind of kind of meet um, Adam and Eve again? Is there anything else to touch on? Uh,
2: you you mean like what we saw last time? Yeah, because well, or he's, he's, I don't want to go, go too far. yeah.
0: In Steve's playthrough, we did get up to the Forest Kingdom again. Okay. And then, then things start to become a bit more, I feel like, uh, connected. Into in the, focus. In the yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: I have some questions about that. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there I'll are a lot though. of questions
3: about that. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I think especially like the Forest Kingdom, um, the, the, the kind of stories that you see in the flashbacks definitely add a lot more. Substance to to what's going on there, uh, but yeah, obviously we'll talk about that in like a future episode. Um, not that Ben got this far, I don't think that you can control any of the. I mean, aside from I guess the giant, colossal Goliath that you fight, I don't think that you can control any other robots while you're playing, um, like remotely. Right. Um, but that was, you know, obviously something that I uh, was. Toying around with in our other playthrough, but I guess we'll discuss that um, next week. Um. No, that's a good point. Yeah, that's something
0: that seems like could have been made into more of an important like mechanic, right? Like you you'd have to use a certain kind of robot to accomplish a certain whatever task or something, right? Like that seems like an obvious route they could have gone with that, um, but for whatever reason they kind of chose not to. The developers, that is. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I you know I think the the weird thing about that um, is I don't even remember how I found out that you could actually do it. I don't think the game really tells you um, that you can. I just kind of stumbled across it one time. Like before, I was just hacking the, the the robots to kill them, and then sometimes it would like let me either you know subjugate them or remote control them. Oh. Um, I think there's only one part in the game where you actually have to control. Uh, a smaller robot uh, yeah there's like one point in the game where you have to do that but it's like way later on um, and you can theoretically like go through and not even realize that you could do that, that you could like remote control them um, yeah
0: isn't that in the um, in the factory after the whole religious thing um, 9s is like helping you escape but from remote control at that point
3: uh, I don't think that that's the point that I'm referring to. Oh, okay. Um, at, at a certain point they're... I'm trying to think. I think it's actually, like, on the third playthrough at the beginning you need to control oh, the robot or something like that. But, um, yeah. But you, you raise a good point. I kind of forget if you actually... Yeah, they yeah, could
2: have yeah. done well on that. Been like Zelda with, like, the different characters. Yeah, play exactly. Through.
0: Right. Like, having a different form uh or uh, uh yeah different like power-ups essentially right that's like a, a classic you know gameplay uh,
2: it's not like more of a transformer too
3: <laughs> right
2: right just reprograms himself
3: well, yeah going it, it's, it's it's kind of reminiscent of mega man i mean like you know yeah. you can you can kind of steal these robots abilities um, some are obviously much better than others. Um, some, of the, some of the ones that you can control are pretty weak. Um, but oh, yeah. yeah, so I mean, I guess it does kind of have that element of taking someone else's powers, but it's just not obviously not nearly as fleshed out or powerful as like the Mega Man power ups you get.
0: I I had two points I wanted to bring up real quick about this, um, like different perspective, which is one of Nine powers seems to be that he. Or whatever you know, his interface lets you see the names of the of yes. the bosses you fight. Like they are now translated into words we can read, and so we we see that this guy's called Angles. Like all those big Goliaths are like an Angles class robot or something, um, and we see that with each of the bosses as we go along. Uh, and kind of along the same lines, the robots, yeah, th- that it's like meaningless what they do. That that line refers to like a human voice, right? That's um playing over the speakers. I thought that was like especially like I didn't catch that the first time through, but it's especially kind of haunting, right? That they are they're playing old like recordings of you know like canned uh, instructions or whatever, like played over a loudspeaker in a factory might be. Um, and why, why would they be doing that? right Because like, we sort of implicitly understand that there is a reason for that. Is it just that they like hearing the sound of, of human speech? right They like sort of imitating humans in, in every way. Um, gosh, yeah. It's, and I couldn't make out what that, what those words were actually saying. I don't know if they're actually you know, possible to, to decipher uh, with all the other ambient noise going on, but.
1: I think one of them I caught was, was something along the lines of, like, uh, everybody is, you know, taking a lunch break, or you know, they're, they're going to go home early. Like, like yeah. they, they were very much the sort of, you know, uh, not necessarily like unique to a certain situation, but, um, you know, friendly sort of reminders that, you know, you, you can take your food to the break room, or, you know, kind of, like just human corporate things um the, the sort of quality of life stuff that you would expect from you know a memo or an email or just a little reminder that's like uh by the way it's jeans thursday this week like you know something <laughs> along those lines which you know again makes zero sense for the machines like there's just no possible way to interpret it that way but then you know after what we've seen of the machines at this point you kind of wonder like maybe they have a union at this point maybe they do have you know casual friday like yeah. who's to say uh,
2: well that's I mean, that's one of my questions like where do they come from in the first place yes. like are they like memories of someone else like a future like for someone who actually used to live or were they like because um Never mind. Yeah, I'm going to wait to save that discussion. Sorry.
0: No, I mean, the whole, like, automata, like, the other half of the name of the game is automata, right? Which is, like, this sort of, like, delusion that, well, I don't know, it's delusion, but the way that we can sort of fall into thinking that everyone else is just mechanical and we're the only, like, sentient being, right? This This, like, Descartes sort of, thing he throws in at the end of the meditations are right? like what if everyone else is just a an automaton and and uh like when i turn my back they like stop moving you know and then i turn around and then they have to like pretend to be real again it's like crazy yeah. but also like a thought you have i, I think um theoretically yeah, the something that you want
1: literally just covered that part where he looks out his window and like I see all these coats and hats and umbrellas and I say to myself, ah, human beings, but really how do I know that they're not cloaking automata? Um, How how do I know that they're not just, you know, coats and hats on on machines or something? Uh, Which, you know, it's that double reference. How do I know that a human isn't a machine, but also how do I know that a machine isn't a human?
0: Yes, yes. Indeed, indeed, and the uh, yeah the the near. I mean, I think that the sound of that word at least is like a pun, right? Like I, I don't know. It, it seems to me that we we are we are haunted by proximity to and yet strangeness when it comes to you know androids, machines, humans, and what's going on there. Like what they are. Um, so it's the word near but like spelled wrong and and aesthetically different and kind of funny and, and cool looking so yeah i don't know
2: i like how you said that prosthetically different <laughs>
0: <laughs> i don't know uh also well, for we'll, we'll try to we'll try to move into the forest kingdom and i don't know how much more would make sense to play um...
1: yeah i think the the wise move is to get up to the leviathan fight um, Okay. things start going off the rails like that's where 9s and and 2b are separated so that's right we're going to see 9s side of it and that will actually be new information for us um, oh, okay so yeah if we if we get to if we get to to 9s and 9s sort of you know, being taken offline for the, the atom fight and, and see where we go from there, then that's, you know, possibly whatever 9S is doing while well 2B is running around and like dismembering religious cults, then, you know, we'll really be in good shape.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, that sounds great. Um, and I know, uh, Ben, you're going to work on some Lost Kingdom research, like original never before seen playthroughs of lost kingdom could be coming your way uh, listeners they are already
1: out um the first one is already oh, uploaded yeah. to youtube the second one is processed even as we speak It will be uploaded shortly oh, uh, but i've been working on that essay that i was talking about last time and it has proven very long because i really wanted to dig deep and, and talk about the mechanics and you know why they why somehow the same things that everybody hates about this game or hated when it first came out because like five people reviewed it and that's the sum total of the response um, you know, why the same things that people found uh, off-putting about the game are the exact same things that I find so endearing about it. Um, so in order to be able to like talk about that we gotta dig real deep um, but I also, you know, every time that I make one of these essays, I'm trying to like dig up uh, images and, and pictures and you know gameplay footage to go along with that. Usually, the internet is more than willing to to satisfy because you know people have been uploading this stuff. But we're we're reaching back to the dark ages in 2002, and it just doesn't <laughs> it doesn't exist. Like nobody's got footage of this of this old school game GameCube game. Like there's maybe four or five screenshots that i've run into so i was just you know you know forget it i'm gonna do it myself like i'm gonna play through the thing on an emulator i'm going to record the entire process i'm going to cull my screenshots from my own footage and, and ha ah, so there the internet will get inundated with lost kingdoms footage for me alone um, <laughs> that's so, awesome <laughs> Very impressive. Yeah. So the the first two videos I recorded today, like, they're both roughly an hour and 15 minutes long or thereabouts. So we get through, like, the first eight levels. Um, I've already uploaded the first one to the Video Game Academia YouTube page or YouTube channel. And the second one will be like right after we have finished up this conversation um, and i've already called quite a few screenshots that i'm incorporating into the essay and hopefully the essay will be done by the end of the end of the weekend unless i can't make it far enough through the game um, i'm hoping that this won't take too terribly long like it's only a 10 hour game or so and i've played it so many times and it's honestly very relaxing to me at this point so hopefully by yeah. the end of the next week or the week after, I'll be able to have the whole thing up and going. But Professor Kozlowski's Let's Play Lost Kingdoms, Lost Kingdoms
0: is coming to a YouTube channel every year. That's so awesome. So we've got Twitch stream, we've got YouTube videos. Look at this. We are on top of the media all around the internet right now. And and never before seen screenshots for the last Kingdoms. Uh... Not to mention our one of a kind analysis, I mean, like nobody's doing what we're doing. come on, this is amazing, uh and Corey, are you gonna play the fall? Did you start playing that yet?
2: I decided because my internet wasn't good enough um that to read instead, yeah, I'm glad I did, yep. but um I was gonna I haven't yet, but i i'm I intend to still
0: I know yeah, I so like I was saying i was I was just watching it on youtube there's there's some playthroughs <laughs> out there of that one um. And I've watched, I don't know, like a half hour or so. Um, but it does look really fun to play, like, really tricky and uh, freaky. Like, I would get freaked out playing that game. Uh, I don't know if I could handle it. <laughs> it's,
2: have you guys heard of this one where you have to, like, um, it's like the game. The point of the game is to just go, go really slow? It takes forever? It's like a point and click kind of that?
0: thing, right? I mean...
2: Like it takes forever to play through and like it takes like days you have to wait in each scene and it's, oh, wow. I'll have to find it. It's like a very unique game. Yeah, it sounds. Like... Um, that, um, yeah,
0: no, that sounds I'll like have reading to find it again. Again. Like, I mean, <laughs> so, yeah, it's, a, it's a long time.
3: Yeah.
2: Well, you have this like creepy character that's like, and it's like um, very kind of gothic looking and it's all dark cause you're like digging underground. Oh, and like gosh. just going to different places, and it takes forever to get across the screen and like accomplish things. But he becomes your like friend, <laughs> even though he's kind of like creepy looking. That makes you me, get to know him.
0: That makes me think of Old Dompei in the in the N sixty four Zelda. There's the Gravekeeper guy who like he moves so slow, um, but then like you know you have to race him, and he's super Two. fast when he's a ghost
2: to get the hook <laughs> shot. Um, so something like that maybe. I don't i'm gonna have to find it all right all right all right but there's um i'm happy that you're doing that and putting out out there i was just um i was searching things on twitch yesterday for like things i haven't played since i was little
3: mm-hmm. and
2: uh, i was wondering who put these like there's like only one or two videos sometimes yeah. and there's a bunch of people playing like um stardew valley there's right. like millions of people playing that <laughs> but like None of the good stuff. So thank you for doing that.
1: <laughs> I know, my, honestly my pleasure. and I expect that this might be more common as we go along. my my students in my mythology class have been pushing me to play um, uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. and, oh, know, yeah. and a bunch of other like mythology related games. And at this point, I'm thinking of just like doing that that's this summer, sort of systematically going through a lot of you know mythology adjacent games like, um, like Assassin's Creed Odyssey, like Hades, like Apotheon, Age of Mythology, um, there's just so many of them now that sort of incorporate Greek mythology, and I suspect my students will get a kick out of it. Um, so you're going to play
2: some of that. your playthrough and then, like, do a class on it? yes not to, yeah. what would you do like a, to a class, sing? but <laughs> at the
1: very least have it available, hopefully, to, to get my students more interested. Um, but yeah. Like, nice. Like, even... In my case, you know, back in the back in the early days in the '90s, I remember there being this great little point-and-click adventure game called *Wrath of the Titans*. I want to say, with like the old bad FMV animations. Um, only like all of the puzzles were based on your knowledge of Greek mythology. Like, you had to get the mirrored shield and the sword in order to fight Medusa, or you know, you had to send a little bird ahead of you in order to keep the Argo from getting crushed by the crashing rocks, or you know, you had to have the, the little ball of thread in order to navigate the labyrinth. Like, it was really good. Um, and it is where now, so I can totally download it and play it whenever I want. Um, so that one might very well show up on my list as well, since it is very old and very forgotten. Um, oh,
0: my gosh. Yeah, yeah there, was a, there was a local author here who's, like, actually, I think pretty pretty famous, uh, Sharma Shields. She was giving a talk, and she was talking about a game that she used to play where, like, you know, you'd fight Medusa or something. I wonder if it was that game. It, it was the old computer game. Computers. So weird. Um, so yeah, these these definitely have you know a long and, and and rich history, but but have become ever more uh salient, right, these days. Like yeah, everyone's <laughs> going back to the Greek myths. Um I wonder about that. Like, are we just gonna become like a like a uh Kind of Hellenistic society here, right? Like a uh, late, late in the Greek story, they they do their whole empire thing. They sort of spread their culture far and wide, um, and then little by little, they sort of they come apart, right? Like their their former colonies, um, their former you know territories, whatever, uh, get all split apart, um, and and then like the mystery religions start coming in right so thinking about like in historical terms like if there is such a thing as a, uh i don't know patterns or cycles in history i feel like that might be the like as much as we often i guess sort of like compare what's happening now to like the roman empire i wonder if the, the hellenism like the greek uh late stage greek empire is maybe maybe the more accurate one and that's that's why we're all talking about greek myths and playing greek myth video games now i mean but i don't i don't know
1: my students on a pretty regular basis that there's a lot of kinship between you know the dominant myths of of ancient greece and superheroes being the dominant storytelling superheroes yeah, yeah contemporary hollywood and you take it one step further and you get to all the comparisons that have been made between like Consp- modern conspiracy theories and like mystery religions and Gnosticism. And, yes, and it's pretty easy to see the connection there. Like ah. that that moment in history of you know turn like turn of the millennium, um, ancient Greece and ancient Rome. That's we're living it out right here in a lot of ways. Um, and mm-hmm. So yeah, there, there's. A lot to be said for making those comparisons reaching back to that historical moment and seeing the parallels between that time and ours.
0: I don't know I don't know well I wanted to wish you all happy Easter kind of along those lines if you are celebrating or not, I don't know, but it's you know it's a holiday. Um, so I'll try to get this one posted and and the last one posted in time so that people can go and find this uh this new material that's out there um uh on on their long weekend or over the next week or so um yeah yeah don't don't like rush you know writing or anything but um it's awesome that you're working on that i like i said i'm super behind on all the i have like 30 drafts in some form on the blog, but I haven't finished a single one in like a month. So I'll do I'll do that this weekend. I will, I will finish something that I've been starting to write and and post it. Good. Get going on this. Um, yeah. Any other any other news? Any other questions out there that we should touch on here before we go? Ooh. Not that I can think of. Late, late. All right, <laughs> and have a good night, everyone. And uh, we'll be back streaming come Tuesday. Mm-hmm. All
2: right. Yeah. Tuesday. See ya. Bye, everybody, and happy Easter to you.
0: Yeah. Farewell. Happy Easter. <laughs>